There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plushcare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm just looking here at this text. It's someone slightly concerned about me. It's Brian in Lisburn. He says, hi, Frank, just checking you're okay. I listened to your show there for an hour and not a mention of a flag or a bonfire. Uh, that's Brian in Lisburn. Uh, Brian, we're going to put that right right now because uh, Chris Quinn is from the Northern Ireland Youth Forum. Chris, good morning. Good morning, Frank. How are you? I'm very well, Chris. Uh, you've been doing with the Youth Forum some research into the bonfires and attitudes. First of all, tell us who exactly makes up the Northern Ireland Youth Forum. What is the group? So the Youth Forum is made up of young people from right across Northern Ireland who are aged between 11 and 25. We've got about 3,000 members at any one time uh, and we work with loads of young people right across the region uh, in communities and doing issue-based work, uh, campaigning, lobbying and our big call is for a youth assembly so uh, we're still pushing pushing that direction. My goodness, if we could get a, an adult assembly we'd be doing well but a youth assembly, yes, uh, we've spoken about this before on the, on the programme. Yeah. Now, Chris, you, you're putting the spotlight on bonfires and you're looking at it through the eyes of your young loyalists and young Republicans. The, the Republicans don't seem as keen on bonfires either for themselves or for anybody else. They, they seem to prefer festivals and celebrations and according to this research, young Republicans believe that bonfires in their area are associated with anti-social behaviour? Yeah, well, there's a real mixed bag of opinion there, Frank. Um, so the, the big message is that we uh, we heard from young people was that they want to have a say on these issues. So from a both loyalist and a Republican uh, perspective, young people want to talk about this issue and indeed about legacy issues. Um, they want more education on the significance um, historically and culturally. Um, and young people from a Republican background did allude to things like feeling football and other other vehicles to commemorate. Um, though these young people talked a lot about ownership and the community gathering around the bonfire and how it was a big significant um, day and time in their in their lives and indeed in their communities. You see, I saw a documentary not very many years ago that was made, I think it was on the Shankill, certainly in loyalist areas, about the building of the bonfire and what it meant to the kids and the young people. Mm -hmm. This is not an 11th night thing. This is like a three-month event for them. It's even longer than that. They're they're talking about it the whole year round, but when they get right at it, Mm -hmm. the building of that bonfire, it's, it's almost like as if it's in their blood. Yeah, well, a lot of young people talked about that. Um, there have been some communities that use beacons um, 
you know, it was a more, I suppose, environmentally friendly way of doing things. But young people did talk a lot about the process, about collecting, about being part of a, a group, being part of a community, uh, working together, teamwork, communication, all those things. So the building and the protecting was definitely something that came out in both reports, actually. Yes, but do you think they'll ever die out that desire to build those massive structures that are basically pallets and tyres that I know some of them decided against using tyres and don't use them but a lot of them do have tyres in them and gigantic structures that they take great pride in erecting and great delight in burning will that ever will that ever die away? I'm not sure uh, what young people have said is really mixed you know some young people are saying that no it'll not go away it's something that's really important to us other young people are saying, well, actually, there, there's different ways of commemorating and there's different ways of remembering. Uh, but what's important is that we're all involved in, in the conversation around it because we feel left out and, and that we're looking at our elected reps that are really working hard and grappling with these big issues to try and come to come to terms with things. But young people are saying, well, look, we want to be part of that conversation. Let's work together. We can bring something positive to the table here and we can bring solutions to, to issues that you know, we're still with us and, and, and as I say, those legacy issues are, are, are huge for young people still. And the building of the bonfire, is that primarily the activity that's undertaken by working class kids and the slightly more affluent might call round on the night it's lit and enjoy the the furnace-like activity that's that's going on and take part in the revelling for, for a few hours, but they don't really get their hands dirty? Or do, am, am I misunderstanding the tradition of the Loyalist Bonfire? Yeah, I, I couldn't comment. We didn't, we didn't look into the social class or the, you know, the, the background of the young people in terms of, you know, any of those issues. We, we just looked at young people and the process and what they thought about commemoration generally and, and what they thought about bonfires generally, particularly during July and during August. So we didn't, we didn't look into that aspect of the study, Frank, if I'm honest. And did Republican kids look upon loyalist bonfires as provocative? Uh, again, there was mixed a mixed bag. I mean, some young people said they didn't really care. Some young people said, well, look, you know, we don't need to be burning each other's flag and emblems. Uh, as part of the process, um, so there was mixed opinions. Um, some young people liked them, some didn't. Um, young people from a Republican background talked a lot about how perhaps bonfires in loyalist areas were more accepted by the community generally, whereas in their own community there was there was a more divided opinion on on, on them. Uh, do, do you think there's any chance this year of bonfires that won't have maybe election posters or religious? paraphernalia or national flags on them. There's a story there in one of the papers quite recently. It was a, a, a politician standing in the vicinity of a bonfire with uh, an Irish flag on it. The, the, this sort of thirst to put the fingers up to somebody who would be of a different tradition as yourself seems to really need to be quenched on the 11th night by Quite, quite a few people in a variety of places across Northern Ireland. I guess, again, going back to what the young people said, they talked a lot about positive expression of cultural heritage. Um, so, uh, I mean, working with young people day in, day out, we, we're, we're really proud and we're really um, 
we're really lucky to be able to do that and, and we're really we feel positive that young people um have this outlook, you know, that they want to do things in a positive way. Yeah, but, but it sounds a wee bit, if you don't mind me saying, Chris, it, it, sounds, it sounds a little bit to me like as if the young people you're liaising with are all sort of, mm-hmm. you know, alliance party or green party young people uh, as opposed to young people who we'll see round that bonfire or, or who we'll, we'll see, you know, revelling on the 11th night. Or indeed yeah, taking part in a, taking part in a Republican parade at, at some other time, or possibly lighting a Republican bonfire. They're, they're few and far between, but they, they do get lit. Well, all of the young people in the study were from areas uh, where there are bonfires, and the majority of them were involved in building and participating in. Um, so I, I don't think that's the first statement at all. I mean, there was two young people uh, done interviews yesterday who won was a builder, one was a young woman who who goes along and is, is an integral part of the community there. So, yeah, I'm confident that the sample, albeit quite small and quite focused, were we really tried to target young people who, who are involved in the building and collecting and the whole process. So, we're really happy that we've got a, a good sample there. Mm, and, and, and most of them would feel, if you're a bonfire builder or you're the person who lights it or you're a reveller around it, you probably wonder why on earth would anyone be offended by this? We're building this bonfire in our housing estate, and we're going to have one of the best nights of our lives. And if if we put an Irish flag on it or the picture of a Sinn Féin candidate at the election, yeah, a big deal. You know, if you don't like it, don't look at it. Is, is, is that is that the attitude from from some of them? Because you know, you're, you're you're painting a picture of of those who don't want to offend, but a lot of offence is actually delivered. Yeah, well, young people did recognise the, the positive and, and negative aspects. They worked, they did talk about anti-social behaviour, perception of ownership, perception of sectarianism. Um, and they, I think they, they all agreed that uh, they would rather they would rather things were done positively. Um, and young people talked about tyres and flags and, you know, all the things that I guess that are in the media. Um, young people did, did grapple with those issues. Um, some young people said they didn't really care. It didn't it didn't matter to them what was burnt on it. Other people say, well, actually, no, we don't care. So, I think that the views of young people are probably as mixed as as the rest of society. Um, but as I say, the main findings that we we gathered were about education and about voice. That young people want to have a say and be be more be taken in from the margins. You know. Um, they want to be part of a process here that that they can they can discuss and raise issues of importance to them and help help us to devise policies that uh, that are positive for everyone. It is a very important voice. There, there is no no doubt. Is it as bitter a voice, or is the bitterness disappeared from society, or is it diluting in society? And comparing it to the bitterness of my generation, is it a, is it a less bitter taste that comes from the the youngsters? Well, a lot of the young, the young people that we're working with, particularly through uh, peace-funded programs, are, are showing empathy, respect. I mean, we do discuss really tough issues. Um, interestingly, the Young Life and Time survey that was published recently indicated a, a wee dip, a dip in community relations. And I don't know if that corresponds with uh, having no assembly or whatever, but through our work, we see young people who, who feel very positive about their identity who feel comfortable in their in, in their background and their heritage, and that are willing to learn about others, empathise and respect. Um, so that I mean that's what we are seeing in our work, and I'm sure many other youth organisations will tell you the same. So 
we feel really positive about empowering young people to be, um, you know, to bring things forward and to, to help us as, as a society to grapple with these big issues. It's critical work that you're doing. It really is because these are the these are the decision makers in the very very near future. One final question, Chris: the environment and the the future of the planet is 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 that. Mm-hmm. Is that of prime relevance to to youngsters, or are they has that not really caught on in Belfast yet, or in Northern oh, Ireland? Huge. Yeah, it's huge. Um, it's one of our major campaign areas this year. Was was tied in with uh, youth for climate change protests, and um, young people are very very environmentally aware. I mean, plastics has been in the news. Climate change has been in the news. Um, the way we what we eat and the way we process our food are all big issues and we've set up a subgroup um, to look at this with we're tying in with experts on the issue so environmental issues are huge for young people and um, I'm looking forward to doing some amazing work over the next um, the next 12 months on, on the environment with young people Yeah, it's very important also Chris, uh, thank you very much, Chris Quinn from the Northern Ireland Youth Forum listening to the young people and their important opinions on what is of course the bonfire season and other issues as well.